0: So before I jump into my message this morning, um, I do want to remind everyone we are going to uh, have a little get-together here at 4 um, this afternoon after, after church. Uh, we're going to start at 4 p.m. Uh, and we've got a huge water slide back there, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. We do need a couple things. We've got the burgers. Uh, taken care of, so we're gonna be out there grilling, uh, but we do need, if, if somebody wants to volunteer to bring some, uh, we need some sugary drinks, and uh, we need some chips, and we need maybe some desserts, so like some Debbie cakes or something, so if if you guys want to get with Brittany on that, and um, she will give direction on that. So anyway, it's going to be a good time. We're going to start at four and just kind of hang out fellowship. Uh, y'all just rebuke that rain that looks, there's like one little bit of rain that might come through at three. And so we're just going to, uh, it's funny because I got in here this morning and you know, I was, I was out last Sunday morning and I got in here and I was putting my notes in the, um, in our computer back there so they can put it up on the screen come on, thank God for our AV technicians, come on, somebody, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I sat down, and I'm like, man, we got rained on the last couple of days, and, uh, and uh, some of you guys were out there working in that stuff yesterday, I was working in, I was so wet, man, my boots were full of water, and uh, I was like, man, that rain just almost came out of nowhere, just raining, and I sat down at the computer, and what was Pastor Daphne preaching about last Sunday, Uh, It said, I I saw a big slide that said, pray for the rain. And I was like, excuse me? Man, dude, it's something about Pentecostals and rain, man. When we used to go to youth camp, they'd get up. Y'all remember that song, Let It Rain? Yeah, they'd get up and the worship team would be singing, let it rain. And I'd be like, stop singing that. I want to go outside and play. And I remember they they sang it every night one year at youth camp, and it rained and rained and rained and rained and rained. And, And, uh, man, it's just one other way that God says, hey, I'm here. So, uh, anyway, uh, we will not have Elevate tonight. We're going to hang out 4 p.m., have a good time uh, with church family. Uh, So I want to continue A series that I began a couple weeks ago called Winning the War in Your Mind. I believe that most of life's battles can be won or lost. In our minds okay and so when, when we first talked about this together we talked about taking control of toxic thoughts and we know uh, we use the word toxic a lot now uh, it's bad it's poison, It's nasty okay if you've ever been to men's retreat and you stayed in the dorms you know what the word toxic means okay listen yeah Jared's like bro pray for me no <laughs> anyway uh, toxic thoughts can totally mess up your mind and eventually your heart and what we think is where our life tends to go, okay? Uh, My great-grandpa, he used to drive this. I used to see this old van. It said Foy Auto from Manny on the front, and that's how I would always recognize it, but I remember riding in that van with him, and I remember him saying, wherever I look, that's where I drift off to, and he'd be just looking, and i you know, and you hear the brrrr, and you be like, ah, and my grandma, she would say, Howard! And so Howard would get back, some of y'all know, it was dangerous. I didn't have, I don't think I had a single grandpa that knew how to drive. Oh, anyway, listen, so... Uh, today, we're, we're, we're celebrating. Come on, 4th of July. Some of you guys got your red, white, and blue. Come on, somebody. Uh, and I think it's a great day to talk about freedom. And so we're talking today about taking your mind back. The last, uh, the last time we were together and, and talked about, uh, and I preached this series, we talked about toxic thoughts. Today, we're talking about taking your mind back. So the first thing, I'm going to jump right into this. Number one, we have to retrain our minds. How many of you guys, if you're parents, you know what I'm talking about because you're probably doing this, but you begin to train the thought processes of your children. Maybe you have people that work under you, maybe you're a supervisor, and you, you begin to train their thought processes. And sometimes that's a good thing, probably most of the time, that's a good thing. You know, what do we do when our kids uh, run towards the road? We, we, make a big, we make a big scene, right? Right. We don't want them to go in the road, and so we say, look both ways, look both ways, and, and our little neighborhood's real quiet, not a lot of traffic, but Piper and Jonah, man, they want to run across the street to go to their little friend's house across the road, and, and we are on them. Look both ways, look both ways, look. and if they don't, we will go down there and get them, make them come back across the street and stop, look both ways, and then go, because we're trying to create that. Neural pathway. Come on, we're trying to train their minds. Come on, uh, and only and one really good way to train your mind is pain. So you do something and it hurts. You're not going to do it again. If you have ever not paid attention and whacked your head on something, the next time you went through that, come on, you were you were looking, you were looking all around, and um, so train your mind. So sometimes. We have when we train our kids, we have things that make sense. Okay, it's good for you to be afraid. Sometimes it's irrational. I remember one time we had uh, we had some uh, we were with some people, and there was a little boy, and he wanted to play in this water, and his mom freaked out. I mean, absolutely panicked. This kid is in this water, and she's just screaming and hollering, and he starts crying. And he's screaming and hollering. They're screaming and hollering. I'm over here with, like, a Debbie cake, just like, man, that's crazy. Wow. Someone call 911. Like, you know, it's just, and this kid was in literally, like, two inches of water, guys. She's freaking out. And so what happens? This kid, I've known this kid years. He grows up, he grows up, he grows Guess what he's scared of? Water. He is so afraid of water because instead of, and listen, don't get me wrong. You should teach your kids about, you know, hey, don't mess with water. Don't just go jump off in a pool. Uh, we got to be careful. But um, we've got to teach our kids the right way to be cautious about something, right? Um, I love what Jordan Peterson says. He says, don't interfere when your kids are doing dangerous things carefully. Come on. If your kids are doing something and maybe it's a little dangerous, but they're being very careful, then supervise. But don't jump in and say, stop doing that! Because then you end up with kids that are afraid of the air outside. And when we wonder when our kids are just only on tablets all day long and don't even want to go outside because they're scared a mosquito bite might bite them and, and they'll die or something, you know? And so I think some of that's okay, but some of it doesn't make a lot of sense. So uh, the world, sometimes gets our minds trained a certain way. And so today we're going to talk about retraining your mind. Uh, Sometimes past hurt trains your mind to react and respond a certain way to certain situations. If you've ever been uh, if you've ever been hurt by someone, maybe they talked uh, negatively to you, then all of a sudden, anytime someone starts to give you a little criticism, maybe it's okay, maybe it's constructive. Like, hey, listen, you can't drive down the road the wrong way. You know? Oh, okay, sorry, officer. But now... <laughs> Someone tries to give you a little criticism, a little constructive criticism, and you freak out because you got hurt. So your mind is trained a certain way. So, again, retrain your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good." pleasing, and perfect will. Look at this. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Come on. This is what we were talking about with my grandfather. He would be looking over here and the van would start to go over there. Everyone would scream, and he would come back, okay? Come on. He's looking over here. Look at that. That's a nice cow. Okay, we're going over there, all right? That's where Martha May used to live. Let's just drive off the road, you know? Uh, and, and now I do that, and Brittany will scream at me, and I'm like, why did I just want to drive over there and see what it looked like? And she's like, don't do that. So listen, our lives, I want you to remember this, are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, okay? And so... This is why you have to retrain that mind. Because if, and we were just talking about this in in Grow You this morning. Um, when I was younger, um, unfortunately I had some influences, uh, in the Christian world that taught kind of an angry form of Christianity. I think a lot of churches, and I'm kind of, maybe I'm kind of getting up on a soapbox here, but I'm allowed to do that, right? I'm the preacher. Uh, listen, I think maybe in the, in the eighties, in the late eighties, in the early nineties, a lot of places kind of got this wrong and almost were mad at people for living in sin. Listen, that's not Jesus. Come on. That's not Jesus. And and so I had this idea that, well, if somebody's living in sin, they've got a lot of problems in their life. It must be their fault. And listen, it may be their fault, but does that give me a license to go and look down my nose at them? Absolutely not. And I thank God that through the Holy Spirit, he uh, corrected me and convicted me and revealed to me that that is not the way his heart works. Come on. And so... My problem at that point, this is the example I'm giving you. I had a problem reaching out to people. Come on. I had a problem bridging that gap with somebody that was living in a bad situation. Because in my heart, I thought, well, that's your fault, man. You need to get over it. You need to do do better, man. Come on. Thank God that that's not the way he treated me. And, I, and thank God that he corrected me on that. Listen, our lives are always loo- moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So what you think matters. Listen, what comes into your mind comes out in your life, okay? So let's make sure that we think about what we think about. Come on. Watch this. You can't have a positive life with a negative mind. I think that that is something really important. You can't have a positive life with a negative mind. I want to have a positive life. I want to have a positive output. I want to impact people in a way that is a good and positive way. I don't, when, when somebody encounters me, I don't want them to go and get in their car to leave and just go, Man, that guy. You know, I don't want them to be like that. I want to be, a posi- be positive in a way that God can work through me. Come on! If you're a negative Nelly all the time, I gotta tell you something. People are gonna run for the hills. They don't want to be around that. Listen, there's enough negative stuff going on right now. There's enough stuff freaking people out that when you walk in and you're just like, "Man, this is this just stinks," man, I'm negative today. Like when you do that, it just makes it it, it makes it hard for people to connect with you. And so, be aware. Am I? Be aware. Do a self-assessment. Am I being positive right now? Am I being super negative? And sometimes we get negative. Sometimes we just, oh, man, I just, I, can't get, I just can't get it done today. I just cannot today. Negative. So we want to be positive. You can't have a positive life with a negative mind. If you don't control what you think, you'll never control what you do. If you don't control what you think, You'll never control what you do. This is why we want to retrain our minds. We want to retrain our thoughts. We want to retrain the way that we, the way that we think. Take back your mind. Come on, kick those toxic thoughts out and retrain our minds. This is what he's talking about when he says, do not conform to the ways of this world come on, because the way the world thinks is not the way that God thinks. And I want my mind to more closely resemble the way that God thinks than the way that the world thinks. Because the way the world thinks may say, hey, you're down and out and you're canceled or whatever. But God says, hey, you can be restored. Come on. And so you get get shut up in your own mind and that negativity tries to come in And let me tell you something, if you're just, if you're sitting there and you're stewing in that negativity all the time, and you're not allowing God to speak to your heart, and let me tell you, you won't be, if you're just living in negativity, God's not, you're not letting God speak to your heart, you're not, okay? But if you just sit there in that, all of a sudden, you know, five years pass, and you say, man, I'm still the same place I was five years ago, I wonder why that happened. Come on, because we can't move forward. If you don't control what you think, you'll never control what you do. I remember I, I reached a point where I realized I was spinning my wheels in my career. I was spinning my wheels in my education. And just, you know, I was just not having a negative life, not having negative attitude all the time, but just kind of spinning my wheels. And I realized that I had to make a complete I had to have a complete transformation of my mind if I wanted to do things differently. I had to completely change the way I think. I had to get really focused on some things. And some of you guys right now, you're saying, well, I've been kind of spinning my wheels and I've been kind of frustrated. Maybe it's time to examine our minds. Maybe it's time to examine, am I being Am I having positive thoughts, or am I just sitting over here on the negative train? Am I allowing toxic thoughts to take over? It's time to take your mind back, retrain your mind. The second thing, we want to take our mind back. Number one, we want to retrain our mind. The second thing is we want to focus on God. Focus is really important. Focus is really important. There's a great theologian named Jackie Chan, and he was in a movie called Karate Kid. And he said, you need to focus. And Karate Kid said, I am focused. And Jackie Chan said, your focus needs more focus. That's right. Jackie Chan's not really a the- theologian, y'all. He's a karate dude. Listen, focus is so important. In all aspects of your life, focus is important. Come on. We're, we're doing a, a, a teaching right now on Wednesday nights. Talking about being intentional in our marriage. We want to focus in on our marriages. Come on. You want that marriage that that you see someone else, man, their marriage is awesome. Oh, I want that in my life. I want that in my family. Come on. You've got to focus. You say, well, uh, my relationship with God feels strained. Are you focused? Come on. You've got to focus in. Get serious. Some of us, we just, we're okay just kind of being there. And I don't think that that's what God wants for your life. I don't think God wants you to just kind of hang out. Come on. Um, I, I think that God wants to bring you in. Uh, I went and visited with a group of guys that, that, that do motorcycles and I was so nervous walking in the door. I was like, man, I feel like a poser. What do I do? And, and I just, man, I was so nervous. I went and I stood at the very corner and I was just kind of like this, like almost hoping almost hoping no one noticed me. and. I remember how great I felt when the guy that was the president of the whole chapter, he came over to me and he grabbed me up and he hugged me. He said, man, I'm so glad you're here. And you guys, that was that was a teaching. That was a teachable moment there. And it reminded me of the way that God is with us. God doesn't want us just hanging out on the corner here, hanging out on the side of the room and just watching everything go by. God wants us in the mix. God wants us focused in. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing me on that this morning? Because I believe that with all my heart. I believe that there are some of us here this morning, and you're sitting here, and you're thinking, well, I really would like to help Do this, and I would like to be on this team at the church, but I just, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of sitting here. You need to focus in, and you need to listen to what God is saying to you because I believe that every single person sitting in this room right now has a call on their life and a plan for their life that God came up with himself, but we've got to focus in. So what do we do? We're retraining our mind. And those toxic thoughts still want to come in, Brother Fred. They still want to come in. Maybe you maybe you missed the mark. Maybe something goes wrong. It could be a little failure, but your mind goes crazy. Come on, somebody. starts spinning up and a little failure. All of a sudden, in your own mind, starts to look like a big fat failure. Come on. And that's when Satan has a really good opportunity to jump in and derail everything you're doing because your mind starts getting really weird. And so this is what Paul says he says in Philippians 4, he says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, come on, some of y'all, where, where are my mission ants at? Where are the mission ends? Two, one, two, three, come on, y'all, y'all know this one. Uh, it says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Come on. Psalm 119 says, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I focus on the truth of God. I focus on God's word. Um, I remember, and Pastor Daphne would laugh if she was here, we went to a seminar one time. And this guy came out and he said, hey, I'm going to teach you guys how to pray. And I was like, what? What? You're going to, what? I thought we knew how to pray. Like, it's a bunch of pastors, dude. And so I was like, well, you know, whatever. And so this guy comes out, and he says, we're going to pray today. And he talked really, really quiet. Made me nervous. And so he says, all right, pray with me. And he closes his eyes, and he holds his hands out in lotus position. And I was like, are you allowed to do that? Like, that's crazy stuff. And he, he starts praying in this uh meditation form, and it was really weird, and so people get freaked out when, you, when, when we talk about meditation, but let me, just, let me just help you with that. When I say meditate, when, Paul's, or, or when David says, I meditate, this is the difference. Eastern meditation, which is rooted in worship of all kinds of deities, the goal is to empty your mind, but Christian meditation what the Bible tells us to do is to fill our minds up on the goodness and the truth of God. Come on, somebody. So what, what, what worldly meditation, what worldly focus tells you to do when you get, y'all remember that Chef Boyardee commercial where the dude was talking about, he said, oh, beefy y'all remember that? Come on, I guess I ate a lot more Chef Boyardee than everybody else. Listen, that stuff is telling you empty your mind find peace but what God says is fill your mind up with my truth and here's what happens when our mind is full of God's truth when something begins to happen and those toxic thoughts try to come in there's no room there's no room man because my mind is already full of the truth of God's Word I love speaking to And it's usually older people that have studied a lot longer than I have. And every turn, everything that happens, they've got Bible for it. Come on. They've got Bible for it. They've got a biblical example. And that is such an empowering thing to me. That is such a, a cool thing. And I love being around that because it, it just makes, man, it makes me feel good because I think, man, there really is an answer. There really is a biblical answer for all these different things. So, we focus in. We want to put our confidence in God's perfect power, not in our imperfect abilities. Put our confidence in God's perfect power, not our imperfect abilities. Because what happens? Our abilities eventually fail us. We had a softball game. The other day and I thought I was capable of running in a straight line without falling down negative negative okay our abilities can fail us our abilities can fail us and so we trust the one who does not fail we trust the one and the power who does not fail so renew your mind take captive toxic Thoughts. What did we say last or a couple weeks ago? We take scriptural truth. This is how, this is how we mess up those toxic thoughts. We take scriptural truth. We write it. We think it. Confess it until we believe it. Come on. I remember when I was a kid. When I would be getting ready to go to school, my grandmother would give me a little stone and she'd write a Bible verse on there. Now, listen. Before you give your son a little stone to take to school, (laughs) you better be, you better make sure they're full of Holy Spirit. No. Uh, She would give me a little stone, and and I would keep that, that stone in my pocket, and it had the word of God on it. And little things like that, I'm not saying put a kid, put a rock in your kid's pocket and send them to school, okay? But I think something that we could probably all do a better job of is Keeping the word in front of our families. Come on, I love it when I go in when I walk in someone's house and they've literally got the word painted on their wall, or sometimes they'll print out vinyl and stick it to the wall. They've got the word on everything, the word of God everywhere surrounding them. Come on, we we write it, we think it, confess it until we believe it, because some of us need that repetition. Because even though we know, yeah, yeah I believe God's word is true, I believe God's word is good, but sometimes. Things are going so wrong that every demon around you realizes that you're struggling, and they just press in and press on you, and you need that repetition. And so do that. And that is how we take toxic thoughts captive. And so today as I close, I want to just do something, because I believe that some of us here are struggling with some things. And I believe that some of us here are struggling with our confidence. And I love that we sang, I'm glad that Pastor Daphne pulled that song this morning, Do It Again, where it says that this is my confidence, that the promises of God are yes and amen. And the promises of God don't just go away. I can be confident and I can stand on that. Come on, somebody. Come on. I can stand on that. Are you here with me this morning? I can stand on that. And, and when everything else is shaking, when everything else is falling apart, I can stand confident knowing that my God is good and he does not quit. He does not give up. Come on, he doesn't get tired. He doesn't forget about me. I wish somebody would get excited about that. Because some of you guys today are going through some things in your life and you need that confidence brought back. You need that confidence pulled back to your heart. Come on, and I'm telling you this morning to be Confident, and so I want to just do something. If you'll stand with me as we get ready to close, I've got some declarations that I want to speak over you this morning. And so I want you to just do this I want you to have an open heart right now as I begin to speak these declarations because some of us right now are struggling with some of these things. Come on, listen, you are strong and mighty, you have the same power. That raised Christ from the dead dwelling inside of you. You are a weapon of righteousness in a world of darkness. Come on, I need you to accept this declaration that I'm speaking over you right now. You are not your past. You are not what you did. You are who God says you are. He says you are forgiven. He says you are redeemed. He says you are free. You are not a hostage to your unhealthy thoughts. Come on, accept this right now. The weapons you fight with are not the weapons of this world. You have divine power to demolish strongholds. You have the mind of Christ directing your thoughts. You have the word of God guiding your steps. Worry is not your master. You trust in God. His peace guards your heart, guards your mind, and guards your soul in Christ Jesus. Your God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. You are not a slave to your habits. Come on. You are not a prisoner to addiction. Come on. You have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought... Into the kingdom of God's light. Can we celebrate together this morning? That declaration. Those declarations that I've made over you this morning. Come on. Can we celebrate together? Can we celebrate together? It's okay. Listen. Pastor doesn't have to say the word celebrate for us to celebrate. Okay? You guys can get excited about those things. Listen. God has not just fought for you. But God does fight for you. And so... When we fight the war that's in our own mind, I don't want you to lose. And I want you to remember that God's got this. Those toxic thoughts try to just seep up and fester and all that nasty mess. Remember who you are and remember whose you are. Amen. Amen. I want to pray a blessing over you before we leave today. God, thank you for this group of people. God, thank you for fighting for each and every one of them. They all mean so much to you. God, they matter so much to you that you went to the cross for us while we were still sinning, while we were yet sinners, God. And so I just pray, God, that you empower us to win the war in our mind.